Good morning, everybody. Today, Bezat Hashem, we'll be learning Daf Chaf Gimel in Maseches Gitin. Hi, Moshe Aziz. Barry, uh, Andrew, say hi to Moshe Aziz. Good morning, Moshe. See? Look at that. He exists. You just got a shout out, Moshe. All right. Let's start in the mission on the bottom of Chaf Bez and Bez. I'm sorry, Barry. We're not doing Atit Snakov today. You okay? You, we have it on the MP3. You listen to it again whenever you feel like it. Today, we're actually getting fundamental again. You're going to love this, Lamdas. Here we go. Says the Mishnah, as we mentioned yesterday, Everybody can write the get, doesn't matter who writes it, even if it's a Cherishot of a Katan. Now, Cherishot of a Katan, they don't have any dots, right? That's our usual thing. Every time we say Cherishot of a Katan, it means that you don't need to have any cognitive ability at all. So, how do you write a get without any cognitive ability? That's what the Gemara is going to ask. That's, a, that's what they call foreshadowing. The Gemara is going to ask, how do you write a get without any das? After all, how are you going to write a get lishma? Aren't you supposed to write v'kasav lishma? How does that work? Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Um, then the Mishnah says, Ha'isha koseves as gita. This is a different kind of chiddush. Right? A woman does have das. Certainly does. Bine yaseyar, in fact. So why shouldn't she be able to write her own get? She can write it. Well, in other words, who writes a get? It says, V'kasav la, the Pasuk says. So what is V'kasav la? Mi mar el mi, as they used to say in elementary school tests. So V'kasav la means that the husband has to write it for the wife. So what's the wife doing writing it? Why would that be okay? So Rashi has to say, Right, the wife is writing it. She's giving it to the husband, and then he's giving it back to her. Why would it work? Why wouldn't it work? We will discuss as well. Okay. And then Vaish Kosafa Shavaro, this is the converse. Where again Rashi hooks us up. What's the Shovar? The Shovar is the receipt. As Rashi explains, Piron Ksuva, right? That just like the husband typically writes the get for the wife and then hands her the get. The wife would then get paid her ksuba, and then, right, she actually writes a receipt to the husband. And yet, the halacha is that the husband can write the receipt on her behalf, and in other words, just like the authorship, and this is really where we're going to get into, who needs to be the author of these things? In other words, the transfer of the documents is certainly can't be changed. In other words, a, a, a wife can't give a husband a get. That's true. The question is, who's writing these documents? Does it matter? So because of law, when you look at the Pasuk and you just read it, it sounds like it matters who writes the document. The person who's giving the document has to be the person who's writing the document. Says our Mishnah, not so. The document can be written by anyone, and then we'll just, right, we'll just see who's, right, we'll, we'll give the document to the right person and we'll transfer it in the right direction, but it doesn't matter who writes it. Uh, as is evidenced by the fact that even, as we will see, maybe even a monkey could write it, right? In other words, it may not matter who writes this document. It just might matter who hands it. Does this have anything to do with the Machlokas or Mayor of Lazar about whether Aiden Chasima or Aiden Messiah Kasi? Uh, I'll spare you the suspense, Barry. Everything has to do with that Machlokas. As we will see, and I can't stress this enough because <coughs> it just doesn't get old for me. The reason why I am so into this Machlokas is because you can have a machlokas like, um, <coughs> excuse me, you can have a, a concept like which 
what trumps what? Rove versus Karov. You could write up a whole, ooh, <coughs> excuse me, something's in there. Ah, I'm excited about Eid Masira, Eid Chasima. Rove versus Karov, right? You could write a whole Shev Shemaisa, I don't know, on, on a machlokis that spans all of Shas and gets into so many details, right? Chazaka versus Rove. And you get lost in the sauce, right? And there's no way you could, it could be endless. This is such a well-defined machlokas, Andrew. This is so clean. It's like unique to Gittin. And that's what makes Gittin like this lumdus paradise. Because it's like how you learn the, the ABCs, right? The paradigm of a lumdus shasvara. Like Eid chasima means that the main thing is that we're looking at this get for is let's look at the signatures, which means that the emphasis is look at the actual star, look at the letters of the star, and they are what are affecting this entire, right, halachic process. As opposed to Ada Masira, like we don't care, right? Or as opposed to Ada Masira, which means we're looking to see, not that we don't care, but we want to see, right, that there was a transfer. We want witnesses of the actual transfer of the procedure. So do we need witnesses of the transfer of the procedure according to Rabbi Lazar, or do we actually just look at the document? Is that the emphasis according to Rabbi Meir? And what is amazing is, as we'll see today, Rabbi Yoch, which one is the more important way, right? The more important vehicle or mechanism for the Gittin? Is it the document or is it the procedure? You have this machlokas running through the whole Masechta and you have a machlokas today the Amoraim weren't sure which way Rabbi Yochanan, the great Rabbi Yochanan, which way he held, the great Rosh Hashiva in Eretz Yisrael, which way did he hold? Was it Eid Messiah or Eid Chasima? And whichever way you hold, you read every Mishnah in the Masechta differently, through a different prism, depending on how you hold. So it's just like clean, like all the way through this conceptual divide. And so for me, this is like the paradigm of what alumnus, this is why like, you, you can read this abstract thing and have a real introduction to Lambdas from this Masechta. And certainly, this Mishnah is no exception. Certainly, this Mishnah would seem to indicate that we're talking about, we don't care about the document. If, if all you care about is Ede Mesira, right, Rabbi Lazar, if all you care about is the procedure, then certainly it doesn't matter who writes the star or does it. So we're going to see. We're going to see this Mishnah and every Mishnah pretty much through that prism. So... Hang on for that. But be that as it may, right, says the Mishnah, the exact opposite of what I just told you. That why can the Isha write the get and the man write the receipt, the shovar? Shein ki get ela bachosmav. The get is validated only by the signatures. So you see, I could have said that it's because it only matters who hands it. But the problem is, if you hold like Rabbi Lazar, that Ede Mesir Karthi, so then, Vekasavla means that the Ksiva, the actual writing of the body of the, of the get, is what Vekasavla means. And then all the Lishma and all of those things are in the actual writing of the body of the Shtar. As opposed to if you hold like Rabbi Meir, that it is Chasima, so then all you care about is the signatures. So maybe what the Mishnah means is that the body of the get doesn't matter who writes it. The only thing that matters is that the actual signatories are authentic, and that certainly can't be done by a cherishot of a katan because they're not, they're not uh, 
right, liable for edus. And so, again, we'll see this Mishnah in the Gemara. We'll see this Mishnah through the uh, the prism of that of that Hashkafic divide, or that right that that divide, uh, lumdus divide, we'll call it right. And so, without further ado, let's continue the Gemara. So the Gemara. Okay, right, so the Gemara is really going to spell it out. So I'm just saying ahead of time, I'm getting you ready for this machlokas of Rameyer and Revelazar once again. That runs through the whole Masechta, fine. Says the Gemara, How do you have a person without any cognitive ability writing a get? After all, they don't have any das. And as Rashi says, the last Rashi in Chafezim and Beis, they don't know how to write, they don't know, right? Because Ksiva has to be Lishma, and... Of course, that's only according to Rabbi Lazar, but Ksiva has to be Lishma. And they don't have any ability to do anything Lishma, so then how are you letting them write it? Says the Gemara, Amar of Hunas, we finally arrive. Not the answer that you would have thought. The answer he says is, This is an unbelievable, um, this is uh, not the, this is the whole concept, that you have somebody guiding you. We have to see the first Rashi in Chafkim Alamadalaf. Says Rashi, somebody's standing over him, that's what that means, guiding this person without any das, and he says, write this, write this, write this, kesavar, look at this, Rabbi Lazarhi, debay ksiva lishma. Right? So this, Mishnah, is a reflection of Rabbi Lazar. So remember, I said that it sounds a lot like Rabbi Lazar, that the ksiva has to be, right, we don't know yet. Does it sound like Rabbi Lazar or Rabbi Meir? Right now, says Rashi, it looks like Rabbi Lazar. Because after all, why would you need, right, why would Rav Huna say that somebody's standing over him? Well, the fact that sta- someone's standing over him and saying him, Ksov letzorach ploni, write it for this purpose, it's like he's infusing him with, he's giving him the directions that are like surrogate for having actual das, right, for having actual cognitive ability. The only reason why you would give that shot, Rav Huna, is if you thought that this person with no das needed to, in fact, be directed to do it lishma, and the only reason this writing of the get right now, we're thinking that we're, we're assuming that Ravuna is assuming that this mission is referring to the writing of the actual body of the get. The only reason you would think that is if you thought that the actual ksiva, the writing of the body of the get, has to be lishma, and the only person that holds that that has to be is Rabbi Lazar. In other words, that is in accordance with the worldview of Rabbi Lazar. Uh, that the ksiva has to be lishma, and therefore Rashi points out that if you think the ksiva has to be lishma, and yet you're allowing, as our Mishnah does, uh, somebody without any cognitive ability to do so, so you must mean that somebody is standing on top of them, and if you have to listen to Arya Libushli to the great Tafyomi Master to understand the power and the context in which somebody standing over you can actually help with lishma, like how far does that go? Right, like all the mitzvahs that require cognitive ability, can you actually have somebody standing over you? That's a whole sugi in its own right. Right, you could sit on this for a month about this idea of standing over over you. Right, but be that as it may, right, he's understanding that somebody is actually that that you could actually have a mentally right incompetent person, right, with the direction of a competent adult, right. And that works to infuse the incompetent person's knowledge somehow with us. You know, how that actually works is a very big discussion indeed. But be that as it may, that is the Chiddush of Ravuna, 
Ayin Sham. This is definitely worthy of tremendous, right? Uh, this is definitely worthy of tremendous study, how that would work. But that is a sugi in its own right, and that's the Pshat of Rav Huna. Okay, so now, Rav Nachman is not so convinced. I'm a Rav Nachman in the Gemara. If you're telling me, I'm sorry, Ovid Kochavim, right? The Yisrael Omed al Gavav. The case would be, says of Nachman, if it's true that if you have an adult, let's say, presiding over a child that has no cognitive ability, and that would work, so maybe a Yisrael should be able to, what, guide an Ovid Kochavim in also writing a get, and that should also work. Hachinami the Kasher. That should also work. In other words, why should it be a Jewish person writing the get? Uh, maybe it could be an Ovid Kochavim. Writing a get. So, I mean, if a chayr shot of a katan could write a get, why should a Gentile not be able to write one? Says the Gemara, and if you're going to say maybe it's true that a Gentile could write a get, what's the problem? Says the Gemara, no. We have a Brysa that explicitly says otherwise. It says, We have a Brysa that says that an Ovakachavim cannot write a get. And it says so categorically, I should add, presumably even with somebody standing over them. Remember, our Mishnah is. Saying and Rav Huna is reading into that that it's somebody standing over them. You know, Rav Huna is not reading that into this brisa. This brisa sounds categorical that nobody, even if that an Ovakachavim can never write again, even if somebody was actually right standing over them and directing them. Why would that be? He says the Gemara. Yeah, and Ovakachavim has a mind of his own. Having a mind of his own sometimes is a bad thing, Barry, so to speak, because if your mind is a blank slate, like you're a cher shot of a katan. Or even maybe a monkey. Uh, Rav Ari Leibitz, a great Tafiyomi master, quoted the Chassam Sofer to discuss this notion. He brings it with regards to Mishloch Manos, uh, which has to do with Shlichus, right? This concept of, of Shlichus, do you have to have cognitive ability to perform a Shlichus? We're going to talk a little bit about being, being a Shaliach. But the point is that this is a sugya that's discussed about whether a monkey would actually be better in this context, because again, if you have no das and you're just being trained, okay, so then <laughs> there's a lumdus here, Barry. Just because you're trained doesn't mean that you've been infused with cognitive ability, right? You've just been directed to, right, you've just been directed to act in the proper way. So is that really cognitive ability? Like, you're, you haven't really been infused with the cognitive ability. Or are you acting as a shaliach? Are you, like, right? Are you, are you doing this person's bidding and therefore you're considered an extension of the person that is actually trained you to act in the proper way? Right? The subtle, uh, right, lundus, I would say, of how this works, the, the mechanics of how somebody, Omid al-Gabav, handing, uh, um, right, directing somebody else without any cognitive ability works is something that the Achronim will discuss. How it works is not for now, right? But suffice it to say that if the person who's being directed has a mind of their own, it does not work. And that actually gives the, the distinction between a Gentile who has a mind of their own and therefore is not open to being an extension of somebody else with cognitive ability, of, of a Jew with cognitive ability, as opposed to a of a katan or possibly a monkey, according to Chesav Sofer, who actually, if properly instructed and directed, it would work because they're like a blank slate just doing their, 
right, just doing the Gadol's bidding, okay? So that's the distinction, and therefore it is not, the Brisa that says that an Ovechachavim can't do so does not pose, right, a contradiction to us, because of course an Ovechachavim can't do so, because they have a mind of their own. That's what it means. It says, Ovechachavim ladaite nafshe avod. Fine. Says the Gemara, regards, regarding the Ovid Kachavim, Hadar Amar Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman subsequently actually changed his mind. It could be maybe that Ovid Kachavim can write again. Why? Because he says, Lav Milsahid de Amri. What I previously said, that halacha, that price may not be correct. Because you know, the next mission that we're going to learn today on this very daf teaches you that an Ovid Kachavim is puzzle for Hava, which is to say he's puzzle to be a Shliach. That a Yisrael, right, who writes a get, can't use an Ovechacham as a shliach, and it only says that it can't be used as a shliach. So one could make the inference from the fact that our Mishnah that's coming up um, is only saying that an Ovechacham is, is possible lehava to be a shliach. One could make an inference that maybe lehava is going to be possible, but to write a get, he's actually kosher. And, and contradicting that brisa that we just quoted. So maybe it is in fact okay for a Ovechacham to be a, a person who writes the get, Says the Gemara, no, Hatanya over Kochavim Puzzle. So now we're going to say like this. Wait a minute. Rav Nachman is saying, uh oh, uh, right, Rav Nachman asked the question to Rav Huna. Rav Nachman was the one that says, why should a Shechet Shat work? Over Kochavim, right, maybe would work or wouldn't work. He has a Brisa that says that over Kochavim is puzzle to write it, but then he has our Mishnah that seems to imply that over Kochavim maybe be kosher to write it. So how do you reconcile that? Says the Gemara, he, Rabbi Lazar, he. Maybe this is how you reconcile um, the Brisa with the Mishnah as follows. The Brisa, who says that an Ovid Kachavim is puzzle to write it get, that's Rabbi Lazar. See, I told you this is, is through the whole Masechta. That, that the Brisa that says it's puzzle holds Eide Mesirakarti. Uva inon ksiva lishma. As we've discussed many times, that, those two hold, go hand in hand, right? Because again, and as Rashi would, says it again, if you hold it Adam Asir Akarti, that what is affecting this get is the procedure and not the star, that ironically means that the writing of the actual body of the star is what is meant by Vakas of Law, which means that the writing of the actual body of the document has to be Lishma. And therefore, therefore, if the document itself has to be written Lishma, then certainly Nova Kachavim can't do so because they have a mind of their own. And therefore, they certainly, according to the Bryce, if you hold like Rabbi Lazar, they certainly cannot do the Ksiva. Okay, so therefore, that would mean that uh, that's implying, we have to finish what the Gemara's implication is. The Gemara's implication is that whereas the Bryce says that's possible is according to Rabbi Lazar, the Mishnah, right, which says that maybe, uh, the, the Mishnah that we're about to read, that says that the Ovid Kachavim can't be Shliach, but maybe he could write the Get, he, that Mishnah would follow the opinion of a mayor, right? And that, right, therefore, would not, would not disqualify him to write it. In other words, we have a Brysa that goes like Rabbi Lazar, right, that says that it really matters who writes the body of the get, and then we have a Mishnah that says that it doesn't matter. I know Kachavim, even though he has a mind of his own, a monkey, anybody. Rameir holds Eide Chasimakarti, which means you could pick it up as we've learned. Rameir says, and we'll see it again, you could pick up a, a get from the trash. You have no idea where it's been or who wrote it. It doesn't matter, Andrew. If you're a Rabbi Mayor, all you care about is to see is who signs the document. Okay, so if all you care about is who signs the document, then the body of the get can come from anywhere. 
Okay, and that is going to be the author of this upcoming Mishnah. So what's fascinating, Barry, is not only, right, we're not getting to an answer, do we hold like Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Lazar, and half the Mishnahis could go like one and half the Mishnahis could go like the other, right? We're never going to resolve this. We're just going to go through the exercise of running every Mishnah and, every, and everything that we say through the prism of both ways of looking at it. That's just the lumdus of the way it's going to go. That's why it's training for yeshiva. Okay. All right, so I'm Rav Nachman. Omer Hayar Meir Afilu Matzah Ashba. Right, so as we just explained. Now that we say that the Mishnah that we're about to read that says that a Ovid Kachavim cannot be a Shaliach, but he can be the author of the body of the Get, and we said that that has to reflect the position of a Meir, right, who holds that we don't care who writes the body of the Get, we only care who signs it, right? So Meir said, according to that right worldview of Meir, you can in fact find a Get in the trash, Chasmo Nasnala. Right, have it signed by legitimate people and give it to her kosher, and that works. Right, the lishma is in the chasima level, as we said. Right, but kos of love, the pasuk is not referring to the body of the get; it's referring to the chasima. So now, but we're going to say Esvi Rava of Nachman, but Rava, the great Rava, says Rav Nachman, wait a minute, the chas of law lishma. The chas of sounds like it's talking about writing it, doesn't it? How could Rameyer, again, we're getting into the fundamental underpinnings of this whole Masechta. How could Rameyer say that what V'chasav La means the signatures? Doesn't V'chasav sound like you're writing the get? Where does V'chasav, and doesn't it sound like it's the husband? Like, doesn't it sound, if you just read the Pashup shot and the Pasuk, the husband is writing the body of the get, and that that's what has to be the Shema? Where does he come off, Rameyer, saying that the Chasav is referring to the Chasima, right? My love Ksiva Saget, says Rava. Doesn't the Chasav La sound like it's writing the body of the get? How, right, so he's challenging Rameyer on the most basic level. Right, again, Rameyer, in order to say that the chasima has to be lishma, has to say that the of law of the pasuk is referring to the chasima. Says Rabbah, that doesn't sound what it sounds like. It sounds like it's the ksiva that's lishma. Says the Gemara, lo. Chasimas edim. Yeah, the crux of Rameyer is that you have to understand that the of law is actually referring to the signatures, that the chasima of the edim, that's the only thing that has to be lishma. Wow. Okay, so they're, we're going to ask a question of Nachman again. Esve Rava. Rava's going to ask, Kol get shenichtav shelol shumisha. Rava says, are you sure? Right, we have a Mishnah. Where is this Mishnah? Tomorrow's daf. Tomorrow's daf says, Kol get shenichtav shelol shumisha. Any get that's written, not for the lishma of that isha, is puzzle. Again, what's the word of the Mishnah? Forget about the pasuk. The Mishnah says, nichtav, the get nichtav. What does Nichtav mean? Written, right? The body of the get. Isn't that what it sounds like? Says Rava. Says the Gemara. No. Ema Shenechtav. Shalol Shem Puzzle. Okay. We're good. We could play this game all day, Barry. We're amend the Mishnah, so to speak, and say that when Mishnah, whenever it says Nichtav, it doesn't mean writing of the body of the get. If you're going to look through the prism of every mayor and just change every Nichtav to mean the signing of the get. Shenechtav. Shalol Shem Puzzle. And then again, you're going to take that Mishnah run it through our Rameyer filter and, and say that Nechtav means Nechtam. And it is that, that is what our Mishnah is teaching you tomorrow about, so again, what stage, according to Rameyer, would have to be done? Lishma the Chasima. Okay, so Eisvei, Rava's going to go again, a third time. It says, Abraisa, Kshu Kosvo, Ki'ilu Kosvo Lishma. The Abraisa says when a person, when you write the portion of the get, it's as if, again, if, even if you're writing just 
right, a part of the get, Kilu Kosu Lishma, which is to say, we have a Bryce that says, all you have to do is write a portion of Lishma, and it's as if you've written the entire thing Lishma. Okay, well, wait a minute. That can't be a signature. Andrew, when you're writing your Jan, John Hancock, right, this is, Rava's brilliant. He's not just messing around. When you're writing your John Hancock, you can't change, you can't split that up and say part of the signature was Lishma, part of the signature was Lat Lishma. The whole thing takes two seconds, right? You, can, you can't change your Das in the middle. So says Rava, that has to be talking about the body of the get. When it's saying Kosvo, when you're just writing, right, the Bryce is teaching you, all you have to do is write a portion of it. And Lishma, and it's as if the entire thing is considered Lishma. How could that be referring to your signatures? That has to be referring to writing the body of some sort of text, says the Gemara. Lo. Wow. Even that, we're going to run through the mayor prism and say, you know, just a portion of your signature, as long as part of it, as you started out Lishma, you wrote the B in Barry, uh, Lishma, and the rest you just did kind of like by rote, that'll work. Chosmo. Chosmo Lishma, Kiilu Kosmo Lishma. It's as if you wrote the entire, of course, for mayor, it doesn't need it, Ksiv Lishma. The point is that according to this interpretation of the Brisa, it, that the Bryce is actually reflecting the opinion of Rabbi Meir, that you reread the whole Bryce to say not that it's as if if you wrote a portion of the body of the get lishma, then it's as if you wrote the whole body of the whole get lishma. No, it means a different thing. It means an expression of the sheet of Rabbi Meir, which is to say, when you sign the get lishma, it's as if you wrote the get lishma. It's an expression of Rabbi Meir's fundamental approach, which is that the signature is what creates the lishma of the get. And it's talking about the, the signature vis-a-vis the body of the get as opposed to different parts of the body of the get vis-a-vis each other. So, unbelievable. Okay. So, honey, Yeah. So, you could go through these hoops and run every time the Mishnah says ksiva. You could say that it means chasima. That's one way of saying that it could be like Rabbi Meir. Or you could just concede and get put up the white flag and say, you know what? All these Mishnahis that say ksiva... Uh, and Bryce says, it's like Siva, they're just reflecting the position of Rabbi Lazar, Damar, Edim, Karti. Those are referring to, right? As it says in the Gemara. So those are referring to Siva. Yeah, but that's because that's Rabbi Lazar, who holds Edim, Isira, Karti, and therefore have a custom laws referring to the body of the get. And so they don't pose a, 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 a challenge to the other Mishnais. Some Mishnais are like Rabbi Lazar. Some Mishnais are according to Rabbi Meir. So if a Mishnah makes it look like Siva, it's really important. That must be Rabbi Lazar. If a Mishnah makes it look like we don't care, you can find the ksiva in the, sh- in, in the trash and, and you write a chasiva, okay? So that Mishnah is, is Rabbi Meir. <laughs> right? So some are Rabbi Lazar, some are Rabbi Meir. That's another way of saying it. So we have two options every time, Andrew. We can either say, this, is, this sounds like Rabbi Meir, therefore it must be Rabbi Meir. Or we could say this, or we can interpret it. <laughs> every time it says ksiva, say that it's chasiva, and then it'll be Rabbi Meir, right? And reinterpret every piece of Mishnah that we have. So we have this collection of Mishnahis and Gittin, and all of them could be understood in one of these two ways. Why would Rabbi Yudah Nasi put together a bunch of Mishnahis in Gittin and have half of them Rabbi Meir and half of them Rabbi Lazar, uh, these two fundamentally different approaches? So we know the answer. So that yeshivas can grow and thrive and teach young, molding minds these abstract Thoughts in a binary way. You understand? Okay. Says the Gemara. The Rabbi Yehuda Amar Shmuel. Rabbi Yehuda said the name Shmuel. What's going on here? This is a third interpretation of our Mishnah. 
we'll review the, the three interpretations uh, very soon because we're getting up to the next Mishnah. It says like this. What are you talking about? Cher shot of a katan? Yeah. It just means that the, when, our, when our Mishnah says, this is the third interpretation, when our Mishnah says that you don't have to have any das to write again, it doesn't mean the Torah, God forbid, the Torah is, as we've said, the Iker, right? That's where you have all the information. It just means, yeah, you let him write a little bit of the Tophis, a little bit of the, uh, of the stuff that's non-essential, but no, he's not, he's sheer Makamatar. If he's not writing the actual get, that's going to have to be done with the person with das. So that's what our Mishnah means. Right? Has to be that our Mishnah, again, if you're a mayor, you don't care whether it's the Torah for the Tophis, right? If you're a mayor, the whole thing could be found in the trash and you just care about the signature. But if you're a Rabbi Lazar, so then what could you possibly mean? This is the, always a third option that when you're saying that a person without Das or something that's puzzle can be done, it's referring to the Tophis, which is a non-essential part of the get. And and you're leaving room for the Torah. The Torah itself, of course, is going to have to be done Kedas uh, Moshev Yisrael. It's going to have to be done Mahadrin. So our Mishnah must be, when it says it, even a monkey could do it, it must be referring to the non-essential parts. Okay. So it's the Gemara, Rabbi Zerika, Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Eina Torah. Yeah, Rabbi Zerika quoted Rabbi Yochanan saying, that's not a vart. That's not pshat. My Eina Torah. What does he mean? It's not pshat. Why? Amar Rabbi Abba, Kanho Diacha. Yeah, because here in the Mishnah, the Tana is trying to tell you something, right? In other words, the Mishnah must be trying to tell you something. What would be the point of our Mishnah if it's saying anybody could write a non-essential part of the get that, nobody's ta- that nobody cares about? That, that doesn't teach you anything, right? Of course that's true. Uh, we don't care who writes the ornamental border around this get. Well, of course we don't care. Why should that matter at all? Yeah, it must be trying to teach you something. Says the, so the Gemara says, Yeah, so this would make more sense. That to teach you, right, that there's not an Indian of Lishma at the Ksiva stage. That's what it means, that at the Ksiva stage, we don't have any Indian of Lishma. In other words, if the Mishnah is actually teaching you something, so then teach me something. Don't tell me that a non-essential part of the get that nobody cares about. Everybody would, could agree to that, that that doesn't require somebody with Das. So if you're trying to teach me something, it must be that you're trying to teach me that the kasiva does not require das, that the writing of the body of the get doesn't require the das, and what you're teaching really essentially is Rabbi Meir, is the sheet of Rabbi Meir, the Amar Eide Chasima Karzi, that whereas the body of the writing, the writing of the body of the get does not require any das, the chasima is the portion that requires das, and as we've said now ad nauseum, that is the, re- the position of Rabbi Meir. However, says the Gemara, Amar Rabbi Bruchan, Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Lazuhi. Yeah, but didn't, didn't Rabbi Yochanan say that our very Mishnah on Chaf Aleph, Ahmed Beis, that that's Rabbi Lazar? So, which is it? Does Rabbi Yochanan hold that our Mishnah, that, that, or, or he says, I'm sorry, on Chaf Aleph, Ahmed Beis, right, on that Mishnah, yeah, we said that that sounds like it's Rabbi Lazar. That's the very first thing we said, right, when we learned the Mishnah. Say, ah, oh, see, this Mishnah is Rabbi Lazar. Well, because only Rebbe Lazar would be would care about whether it's Lishma or not, right? We said it's Rebbe Lazar and it's a and it's a right a, a Gadol Omed Al Gabov, right? That obviously we're learning something exceptionally uh, profound here. That you can have this incredible chiddush, this incredible halacha that if somebody with das is directing somebody without das, it fulfills this condition of Lishma. All of that when you're writing the body of the get, that only matters according to Rebbe Lazar. So now we have Rebbe Yochanan saying. 
all this beautiful Torah with our Mishnah according to Rabbi Lazar. And now you're just turning around and you're saying that Rabbi Yochanan holds that the Mishnah is like our mayor. So which is it? It says the Gemara, Unbelievable. There's a machlokas uh, of Amaraim about whether Rabbi Yochanan holds, reads our Mishnah like Rabbi Meir or like Rabbi Lazar. <laughs> and so it goes all the way down to the ground, right? The great Rosh Hashiva in Eretz Yisrael, everybody wanted to know what Ryochanan held. And still, all the way down, this black and white cookie, uh, this, this um, zero-sum game of Rabbi Lazar versus Rabbi Meir goes all the way down to the ground. You'll never get to the bottom of it, Barry. All you, the best you could do, uh, which is a great thing indeed, is read all of Masechus Gittin through the two, uh, the two approaches, okay? And, and we can, and we can. So, that, so we can and we will, okay. Fine. Very good. Then the next Mishnah. The aforementioned Mishnah. Okay. By the way, do you know how we paskin? I'm not going to give it away. It's too much. Too much. Too soon. I'll give it away when, when it's time. Eidah Messiah versus Eidah Chasimah. Okay. Okay. So now we're including the Avakachavim, right? So whereas we gave, when it came to Ksiva, right, we said the Cher Shotavakatan can't, right, they can't do it, but an Avakachavim sounds like he can. Uh, I, I'm sorry, that the Cher Shotavakatan can do it, and we had a whole bunch of different explanations as to why they could do the Ksiva. Here, right, uh, the Avakachavim can, can be also puzzle. Again. When it comes to the Ksiva, it sounds like the Ovid Kachavim can do it. I'm sorry. When it comes to the Ksiva, right, we said that a Cher Shotavakatan can do it. And it sounds like the Ovid Kachavim cannot do it. Here it says, HaKol Ksherin Lahavi Tegat, that Chutz Mecher Shotavakatan Vesuma Ovid Kachavim, right? And so again, our Mishnah that we just read imply, says that the Cher Shotavakatan can do the writing and the Ovid Kachavim cannot. Here we're saying, that nobody can be a shaliach, right? That whereas cher shotavakatan can write the get, and as we just described what that means, let's say that they can write the body of the get, they cannot, however, be a shaliach, right? And also an over kachavim uh, cannot be a shaliach, okay? So kibel katan v'higdil, so what would be the following cases? Let's say the katan received the get before delivering it, and then he grew up. Or cherish v'nit pakeach, or the cherish got it, and then later he came, gained his hearing during the course of his shlichus. Suma v'nit pakeach, or a blind person, and all of a sudden he got sight. Shota v'nishtape, or and a person without das, without sanity, all of a sudden became better. Ovekacham mezgayer, or the ovekacham converted. Puzzle. All of these are puzzle. In other words, you started out puzzle, and that's when you were appointed to be the shliach. So you're not going to become kosher again. You're going to stay puzzle. Aval pikeach v'nit pakeach v'chazam v'nit pakeach. But if you started out with Das and then ended up with Das, but just in the middle became, uh, uh, lost your Das, that is going to be okay. So, is going to work. Right? A person, a, you had vision, lost your vision, regained it. Or, or you had your sanity, lost your sanity, and regained it. Kusher. That's all Kusher. Why? An unbelievable. General rule, when you have a shlichus, you need to have the das at the beginning when you're appointed to have it. You need to have your das at the end when you complete your shlichus, but in the middle, it doesn't really matter if you lost your ability. That's astonishing. Like, who's to say what happened in the middle? (laughs) 
Like anything could have happened. And yet, that's our unbelievable cloud. We'll, we'll learn where that comes from. But that is a, that is a fundamental idea. Okay. So the Gemara, Bishlam Echeshot of a Katan, Delavne Dan Inu. Okay. So, so I can understand this is getting back to the first idea of why you can't be a Shliach. Because you're not a Bardas, says the Gemara. That with regards to Shlichos, we learn in Kedushan Dafmen Beis, it says, Ish, it has to be an Ish. Ish means an adult with, with mental abilities, cognitive ability. So the Cherishot of Akkad don't have it. So therefore, of course, that doesn't work. And over Kachavim Nami, the Lav Bahater Ninhu. And over Kachavim has cognitive ability, but he's not a Bahater, as Rashi says. They ain't like him Kedushan Vein Gidden. And we know, right, that if you cannot have any Shaykhis to this, to, the, to this mission, to, to, to what the mission is about, then you can't be a shaliach for it. So the only question here is, Elasuma Amailo, why can't the blind person be a shaliach? All these other people, either they're not qualified because they're not in the parsha, as it were, like in Ovechachavim, or they don't have any cognitive ability, and you need to have cognitive ability to be a shaliach, but a blind person has cognitive ability. So I'm Rav Lefisha, Right? It's a pragmatic thing. There is a technicality here. A blind person can't see who he's taking from, who he's giving for. So how is he going to be a shaliach for the get? So the Gemara, Maskifla Rav Yosef, you might recall Rav Yosef coincidentally was blind. Okay? Rav Yosef says, Heich suma mutar How is a blind person allowed to live with his wife? Heich Right? After all, he doesn't know that it's his wife. Maybe it's an exorcist of somebody else. Now, as if you're going to tell me that the defect of a blind person is that they don't see the person in front of them, so then maybe when they're with their wife, they don't see the person in front of them, and if they can't be shliach, maybe they can't be with their wife either. That, again, Rabbi Yosef himself was blind, so this may have been like a personal issue for him. So, Ela betvius eina dekala, right? So you have to say that, you know, okay, so you're blind and you can't see, but you know it's your wife, right? A blind person knows who they're talking to. So, So says Yosef, maybe here too, with regards to the shlichas. Okay, so you can't see with your eyes, but there's other senses too. And blind people have those senses and they can tell who the people they're dealing with are. So why should a blind person not be uh, valid to be a shlich? So, that we're talking about, chutzlaretz. That this is a technicality. Our Mishnah becomes very small uh, application indeed. That all we're saying is what? That it's a technicality. That all we're saying is that the Mishnah says that a blind person can't be shaliach for a get is because if he's in Chutzlaretz, then he can't honestly say because he didn't actually witness it because he doesn't have the sight to see it. No, okay, so Amalei Abaye, Abaye, you might recall, uh, taught Rabbi Yosef and learned by Rabbi Yosef, and he was a big Talmud. He says, right, So, what about the part of our mission that says that if he had vision and he lost his vision? So, what's going on? That case, right, which we said, Damatsi Amar, right, where he, if, in that case, where he became blind and didn't, right, get, regain his vision. It should work because you could say that, yeah, when I, when I was in Eretz Yisrael and I was given the commission to be the shliach, I actually had the vision and I could have said, because then I saw it. So, you should be kosher. So, and the Mishnah explicitly says, kosher. Our Mishnah explicitly says that the only way it's kosher is if he had vision and lost it and then regained it. Why does he have to regain it? 
It implies clearly that it's only if you regain your vision that you're kosher. But if you didn't regain your vision, then you're not. But well, why should it matter? If you're a blind person that saw the original transaction, you could say, even if you did not regain your vision. Says the Gemara. It is, this halacha would be true even if he did not regain his vision. That's true. So why are we using this case of regaining your vision in the Mishnah? It's a stylistic thing to keep it stylistically parallel, right? The idea of the Shafui Vinishtata Since we said we talk about becoming insane and then regaining your sanity, time of the Khazavinishtafa. There you really do need to regain your sanity. Hello Khazavinishtafa love. You know, if you stay insane, it's not gonna work. So So the Mishnah also said it with respect to vision, but it doesn't really mean that with respect to vision. With respect to vision, even if you don't regain it, it should still work. So Ravashi Dekanami Dakani Ravashi brilliantly points out that this is also consistent with the la- language of our mission because it says, bedas. Right? The klal that we said at the end of our Mishnah is that what you need to have is cognitive ability, kasher. That it doesn't say that you have to have vision or to be a kasher aid. It just says with respect to das, that's the only case where it matters that you regain your das for the end of the shlichas. But in the other cases, like vision, for example, as long as you had your ability at the beginning when you were right commissioned, that's all that matters. Two lines up from the bottom. A new concept. What about a slave serving as a shliach? To get the get from Bala. So it says the Gemara, right? So remember, Ami answered back as we turn the page, Miklal the Eved Kasher. Right? It sounds like, this is an astonishing Rashi here, that only, right, that, that when it comes to Truma, as we'll see, we're going we're gonna to see this concept in Truma, that our Mishnah says that an Ovid Kachavim uh, can't do it. Right, but it doesn't mention our Mishnah. The Evid sounds like an Evid would in fact be kosher. So Ravasi is going to answer with with regards to Yochanan whether an Evid could be a shliach for other things. I can't wait till tomorrow because tomorrow we get to do a daf and a half, and it's very easy. We're going to finish the Parak Bezat Hashem tomorrow, and then finish the first finish daf chav gimel, then finish the Parak and daf chav dalid. And then resume with Kol Get, which is the next, the third parak in Masechah's Gittin. Hang on, Andrew, we'll start on time, Bezat Hashem, as we did today, and turn on the afterburners early.